welcome back to Outtakes. Today, I'm joined by Max Siegelman, and he's our director of social here at Outfront. Thanks, Lindsay. Good to be here. Good to be back. Yeah, Max is one of my first guests, so it's exciting to have him back. Today, we're going to talk a lot about, obviously, social media, the impact it has had on the out-of-home industry over the course of the pandemic. As we approach this one-year mark, we'd be remiss not to think about the impact and how out-of-home has really bridged the gap between the IRL and the URL, something we used to talk a lot about at Outfront pre-pandemic. But in today's world, as people were staying in a little bit more, they were still really sharing what they were seeing out of home. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. I think it's something that we definitely thought about and and we as an industry and out of home definitely thought about in the relationship between social and out of home. But I think it, it's given us a proof point and it being the, the pandemic and majority of 2020, a proof point of out of home is really seen beyond just in the physical location, what you're seeing in front of you. And like I said, like, while we saw in 2020, a ton of stuff obviously changed. We did see even the beginning of the pandemic when Alexis Oheny and the founder of, of Reddit put up those billboards in Times Square, basically telling people to go home. And a week later, he was actually on CNBC and was asked why he bought these digital billboards in Times Square that said uh, that told people to go home. And, and basically his quote was a, a mic drop moment. And I think I I sent this to Jody immediately. And, and he said, out of home advertising not only works in the physical location, but also generates a story. It's the one ad format that can go viral. I mean, I think that's something that we've been saying for a while, and it's great to hear someone so respected in the tech space, in the media space, saying it. So I, I think it's it's proving that that Nielsen stat that we always try and drive home and that out of home drives four times more social activations than any other medium. Uh, and something that I really push forward is the our one in four Instagram users post out of home to social. So this was even proven more so throughout 2020 when people were outside of their homes, which was less than than prior years, they were still seeing great contextually relevant ads. And obviously a lot of the ads had a thank you message to frontline workers or were trying to drive home a story or a point and people really caught those ads and, and wanted to share them with their friends and followers on social. One of the things that I think really stood out during this time, and especially because we are in the out-of-home industry, so we were really looking at how people were engaging with billboards and other out-of-home media, is that even though there was this moment in time, and still a little bit, but where people really were transitioned in the home, and they were when they were out of home, it was much more deliberate. It was taking essential trips. It was in more limited doses. But it made people hyper aware of what was happening around them. And they were really seeing out of home ads and really their surroundings in a different way. Because people may not have been looking down at their phones because they were focused on what was happening around them, the people around them, the distance of the people around them. But it provided this opportunity that brands caught on to and that they leaned into. So Max started to talk a little bit about that, the thank you messaging that we saw. But there was also brands who wanted to leverage the dual impact of out-of-home media buys, so using big canvases and big locations as conversation starters for trending topics. You know, Calvin Klein did something very interesting. Amazon did. And all of these brands found ways to communicate with their broad-reaching audiences with a, a physical ad that they knew would go far beyond the location it was in. 
Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point. I think I think Anna Badger is the one who said it that that we really lean in on on local messaging throughout the pandemic, and that's really what helped carry the out of home industry. But we did also see those those big national brands try and take a different step or a different approach in getting people's attention when they were taking the time to go outside. So you mentioned Calvin Klein. They utilized influencer and activist Jari Jones, who actually ended up going out and taking a picture in front of her her billboard in Soho in New York and sharing it with her followers across social. Amazon Books, if not the best, one of the best in 2020 to go out, list all of the top Amazon Books of 2020. They had a digital billboard in Times Square that they would put the top list of books, the author, and they made sure that these authors, whether they were in New York themselves to get a picture or not, still got a great image that they could share onto social for that I made it moment and post it to their followers. So we really did see a lot of good, a lot of big brands do it. Um, but again, leaning in on those local stories or mission statements or, or trying to really push a certain message to the audience when they were outside of their home. So I think it does bring up a good point, though, in, in utilizing these different types of people within the campaign to get out there and get that earned media and that I made it moment and that approach where you're utilizing the amplification factor of the individual, whether they're in the creative or they're just associated with the brand as part of the campaign. And I think as we kind of shift our conversation to the local impact that out of home has and the virality that can still exist in that way, it's very easy to see big brands and see celebrities who are connected to the brands and immediately say, of course, they went viral. And of course, they they had this huge out of home moment that went so far beyond the physical location of this or New York or wherever the boards were. But this is actually a trend that exists across all of out of home and local brands can get in on it by leaning into influencers that are have strong footholds in their markets and have big impact in their categories. And I think as we look at all of the different types of clients we have it out front, we've got big national brands with big celebrity ambassadors. And then we've got a lot of local brands who have something to say and could scale their business that much further by capturing a wider reaching audience using an influencer in a strategic way. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, that inclusion of an influencer, celebrity, and, and I guess just to back up and, and just the pure definition of an influencer, right, is an internet celebrity or someone who has developed fame throughout the internet or social media. So I think these individuals have a captured audience that offers a, a targeted social impression uh, and obviously that brand association if they're involved in a campaign, whether it's just a social campaign or an out-of-home campaign and a social campaign, they're establishing a credibility in a specific industry or a specific vertical, which again gives that significant number of targeted impressions and that brand association. And people really rely on on influencers when they're making purchase decisions, when they're shopping, and just a few stats I think are, that are super important. I mean, one just being that 49% of people say that they really do rely on influencers' recommendations when making a purchase. 60% of consumers have been influenced by social media and blogs while shopping in a physical store, and 80% of marketers find influencers effective. So there is data that that proves the point that these influencers, followers really do take to heart what they're posting, the content that they're posting, the products that they're posting and talking about. 
So by including them in a campaign, whether they're actually a part of the creative or they're just creating content around the out of home for some kind of different, very engaging content, or if the out of home is not even included at all, and they're just coinciding with the timing of the out of home campaign, I think it really does make that effective campaign and that effective message and story to their followers. It's almost cool for these influencers in a way to be a part of out of home campaigns because there is no no moment like that I made it moment when they either see themselves on a billboard or a subway ad or a bus ad or the brands are giving them an opportunity to create some really cool and engaging content for their followers. And we've seen that over the past number of years. And I think we're, we're seeing that even pick up more so as we go into the new year. As someone in the out-of-home industry, I, I personally love the I made it moments. I think it's always so fun seeing A-list celebrities, micro-influencers, people who, no matter who you are, I think that that I made it moment means so much to people at all levels. I think going back to the Amazon example, actually, I binged the Home Edit show on Netflix and I loved it. I love organizing and I obviously follow the Home Edit ladies on Instagram and I must have sent Max every day for like a week. Every time a follower of theirs posted their billboard, they were resharing it because that I made it moment just never got old. And it's it can happen to people who are building a following. It can happen to people who already have these huge followings. And as soon as there's that brand affinity and that brand alignment associated with it, it allows the brand to be part of someone's I made it moment. And those people are people that consumers trust. So it gives the brand kind of more credibility and just bigger reach and impact with the people that they're trying to reach. So, Max, I think when we think about the different brands that like to leverage influencers or the types of categories that are most relevant, what would your recommendation be to if I was client listening and considering adding influencers to my out of home um, business? And even before that, I think it's just a a good point to show is like this can happen organically where these influencers see a brand that they really do like and they really do use and the creative is good and they'll post it. um, But it's not guaranteed that they will. Or if a certain actor or actress is in a movie that and they see themselves on a billboard, they're obviously going to post it. That makes sense. But there are opportunities where we can offer influencers to be a part of a campaign where we're paying the influencer, whether they're in the creative or not, to create this content with that brand and post it. So I just wanted to make that point, too. But the top categories are, are really for influencers and for out of home, a lot align and a lot overlap. We've seen a lot in CPG, in DTC and tech, obviously fashion, luxury, lifestyle, definitely heavily in health and fitness, entertainment, travel and beauty products like if you for example like kylie jenner she has obviously her own products and she puts her face to it but aligning a maybe a more local beauty influencer with a bigger smaller brand that they can align and kind of create content with them as well is something that we can help put together and line up and once you work through a contract and you identify the right influencers for a client what are the types of reporting metrics that you can you can give them they're obviously a little bit different than what you would normally see as part of an out-of-home conversation and by and understanding the different types of impact that your campaign is having. 
Yeah. So, I mean, just to go back on the, the pricing of it and all that, it's not a CPM. A lot of it is negotiated rate. A lot of it depends on their engagement, their followers, and a lot kind of goes into it. And luckily, the platform that we use uh, lets us really dive into that data to prove why uh, that that number is, is valuable to the brand. We can go into their top locations that their followers are from, their engagement rates, the type of content that's engaged with the most. So we can see all of that data from their past 90 days worth of posts. But from a reporting standpoint, we can give back views and impressions. So how many people saw the post, how many people liked the post, commented on the post, the different engagements. We can see the clicks. So if there's a link shared on Twitter or a swipe up on Instagram story, we can see all of those metrics or if there's a download. So if it's to download an app or a subscription, we can get all of that and be able to provide it back to our um, to our clients. One of the things we've also talked about is not only providing the information back to the clients, but how quickly we can get them some initial numbers. So the majority of the data and, and the engagement that we'll see from their followers is a lot faster than we see elsewhere, just because once you post on Instagram, the majority of the time from the algorithm is you're just going to see it up in your feed if you're a follower for the first 24 or 48 hours. So we can turn around a report within the first 24 or 48 hours. Obviously, we can go back and update it, but the majority of the engagement and the views and all of the data will be done within the first 24 and 48 hours. So we'll take that we'll take that report and we'll break it down and, and we'll put it in uh, a pretty little one page summary that we can send back to a client. What I always thought is really great about pairing influencers, any type of additional media without a home, is that it allows all of those dollars to work harder on both sides. And I think there's a lot that can be done with influencers because of their dynamic nature and because they are are real people talking about a business or a brand. And when they do include the out of home in the campaign, or if they're sharing other assets, but the out of home is running, it it gives more credibility and it gives even more reasons to converse and think about a brand that you're seeing in real life, virtually on your phone, that you're you're seeing in multiple places and having multiple touch points. It, it gives that chance to have that continued communication. And from a brand perspective, you're seeing engagement early on and you see big things happening. If your out-of-home campaign is longer, you can keep adding influencers and you can keep kind of optimizing what you're already doing to continue to drive business during the duration of a campaign, which is always the end goal for many of these posts. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, Lindsay, and I, and I think it's important to to also say that we are the only out of home uh, company that that does have this offering, and and we definitely look at when people are coming to us to buy a campaign or book a campaign is is that's what they're doing. They're not just coming to us, obviously, to book certain assets or certain locations, but we want to make sure that they understand that we have more than just the out-of-home offering. So we have influencers, we have mobile, we have creative, we have press opportunities, and we have influencers to, to be a part of their campaigns. And I think it makes sense for, for Outfront to do this and, and for us to do this is because that combination of out-of-home and influencers really feels like a, a trusted, tangible medium. When you're seeing the the brand up in bright lights on a billboard and you're seeing an influencer that people follow and they trust their opinions and what they're saying, it all makes sense and it puts that brand in that spotlight in a super positive way. And I think it's important also for, for people to, to understand that 
when we're curating this list and we're verifying and vetting these lists of influencers that we're working with or we're pitching to our clients to to work with is is we're doing our due diligence. We're, we're using a, a verified platform and we're doing all the right things to make sure that these influencers are, are again, vetted and the right people to talk about their brand. Obviously, we want our clients to look as best as possible. We're not trying to align them with anyone that's going to put any type of, of watermark on their brand in a negative way. But I think that that's an important point to bring up and, and sharing with our listeners is that that is something that we definitely pride in when people come to us that they're all all of these offerings and influencers is just another one that makes total sense in the whole media mix of, of everything. And the process is pretty easy um, for us, at least, where where our salespeople can now go the offering that we have and uh, the different options that we have, the different types of influencers that we utilize and basically give our our clients an opportunity to pick and choose different types of influencers or even specific influencers that they want to work with or they don't want to work with and be able to be a part of that influencer content creation process. And we always say that we really want to rely on the influencers to create the content. They obviously have the followers that they have because they're their audience and their followers enjoy the content that they're sharing and that they're engaging with. So we don't want to kind of push them off into a different direction where their followers might be thrown off or, or not as engaged. So as Max just articulated, there's a lot of flexibility to adding influencers to our out-of-home campaigns and obviously also leaning into the social media element and capturing the organic conversations that can be happening about out-of-home as well. So if you're interested in learning more about this, bringing this to a client, Max, how do you get in touch? Yeah, you can either contact your AE who could put us in touch and, and introduce you guys to myself and my team, or you can just reach out direct at socialoutfrontmedia.com and we'll work with your AEs and we'll start putting a plan and a process together. And we also do have an influencer request form uh, that lives on our internal website uh, that our AEs can share out to get some just uh, upfront information on the type of campaign you're looking for, the type of influencers, and just some top line information that we can start the process. This was great. Max, thank you for joining. And as always, thank you to everyone for listening. And until next time, over and out. 